previously on Adequately Advanced Magic. Oh my god, a talking rabbit! Oh, hi. My name's Tiger, Alistair says. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Alistair, attorney at law. We are willing to help out however we can. How about your group check in with Annette? She's the landlady here. She can get you guys set up. In front of you, you see Annette. She's a pretty attractive halfling woman with brown hair. She's wearing a light gray pencil skirt and a matching jacket over a white blouse. Behind her, you see Chaos. The knoll in the tan suit greedily clasps his hands to get in front of him, and he says, Annette, it's time to sell! Niklaus whispers as he casts Dissonant Whispers on the lead knoll. The knoll in the tan suit goes, Ow! And then he runs his distance away from you. Annette is actually like, You know, if you guys were looking for a job, we could probably pay you guys to protect us. Yeah, so me and Vince will see you over for dinner tomorrow? I'll be there. Is there anything we should bring? Whatever you want. I think we'll make a stew together. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. Sirius, you wake up first. It's pretty early in the morning, and you've apparently woken up because you're still accustomed to waking up early for your job. Hirkir and Niklaus are snoozing away nearby, and given that they conked out immediately the night before, it seems like they haven't had a proper night's rest in some time. I'm like, ah, look at those sweet little liars sleeping. So peaceful. I would like to go look through their uh, identification documents. (laughs) Go ahead and do a sneak check. All right. 15. As you try to sneak on over to inspect Hirkir and Niklaus's stuff, they start to stir a little bit. I cease what I am doing, ashamed of myself for going through their possessions, but not so ashamed of myself that I regret trying. Cirrus will go to the restroom clean herself up, and get ready to greet the coming day. Yeah. It's been a while since you've had a vacation, and honestly, there's not that much on your to-do list, so you can sort of just do whatever you want today. The only thing that's sort of on your mind is you wonder about what to bring to dinner. Oh, that's right. We have dinner with our with our new landlord. Okay, well, after getting ready, Cirrus kind of she does that cartoon thing where she like turns out her pockets and is all sad that she has no money. Yeah, a little moth flies out of your pockets. She's like, huh, I really should get into that whole saving thing. And then she left all of her stuff at home. So I guess she she stays in her dirty uniform and she'll go to the Souls Mart to see if she can find something very cheap to bring to dinner. Yeah, you head on out into the business plaza. In the daytime, it looks no less shabby than it was in the dark. The Willow Bend business plaza is still very much shaded in the shadow of much taller buildings, and the plaza appears to have been built decades earlier, with some architectural remnants of the previous age. 
Although it's pretty early, it seems like the local businesses have opened up for nearby residents and patrons. So Cirrus walks into the Souls Mart and she's like, Good morning, Harry. Did you have a good night's sleep last night? Harry turns around a little bit too slowly and he says, Yeah, bro. (laughs) How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You know, it's always nice to get a change of scenery and this place is so... Uh, what's the word? Quaint? Shabby? Oh, Harry, you're so you're such a jokester. Hey, how familiar are you with Annette? Uh, bro, she's the landlord here. Okay, yes, but are you on first name basis? Or are you? Do, would you consider her a friend? Do you know what kind of food that she likes? Say, if she invited you over to a dinner, and what would be a polite thing to bring? Come on, man, I need details. Don't hold out on me. Uh. I'm not that close with my landlord, are our people usually? Bruh. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty close with, with the landlord back at the flat I used to live in. Well, Harry, this is the only grocery store in the plaza, so I'm a, I assume that she comes here fairly often. Does she buy anything unique? Anything that has raised, you know, your eyebrow or anything interesting? Uh, she doesn't come here that often, bruh. Harry, you're killing me. Bruh, it's not my fault. Why are you stalking my landlord, bro? It's kind of stalking for justice, if you want to think about it like that. I'm just going to go shop, and we'll talk later. But this has been an excellent, a fantastic conversation. Okay, have fun, bro. Thank you. Let's see. So Mitchell would approach this by probably buying a bottle of wine, because that (laughs) is very easy, or some sort of alcohol. So do they have any sort of... I can't believe it's not booze, or I can't believe it's not beer or something. Yeah, do my perception check. It's a 17. I promise these are all legitimate rolls. (laughs) Yeah, in the back corner, you see a little shelf with some alcohol on it. And there's a selection of, I can't believe it's not grape alcohol. I love, I love grape alcohol. Okay, what's the cheapest bottle that they have? The cheapest one is 15 gold. Hmm. Do they have a boxed version or a bagged version that's even cheaper? <laughs> uh no, not here. Sad. I'm gonna I'm going to file this in as a as one of my one of my options. Hmm. Cirrus isn't super great at cooking, so she wouldn't want to bake anything or make anything. Are there kind of like those do they have those cheap cookies that you sometimes buy at grocery stores that are like caked in icing? Um <laughs> are kind of gross sure <laughs> how much do those cost joey they're five gold okay i buy two of them <laughs> for all the money i have left this sounds like a sound investment yes and now i am actually broke <laughs> sweet okay cirrus goes and purchases her her cookies puts them away in her bag feels very really accomplished she got something she could check something off her to-do list very early in the day yeah as you pay for the cookies harry says thanks bro no problem, bro. It's been good to meet you and hang out, bro. I'll see, I'll catch you later, bro. Later, bro. Joey, I'm not sure what to do with all this freedom that you've given me. You know of a pretty decent number of people here. You know Gobzu, Audrey, and Constance. They're staying in the apartment adjacent to you. You know that Tiger and Alistair are probably in their office right now. Hmm. And that and her husband are on the second floor of the apartment level. I opened my Prima strategy guide. <laughs> There's also Harrison, the pawn shop owner, Siesta, the cat store, and Ramiro, who who runs the business card store. 
You could also just hang out and see if anything interesting happens. I think Cirrus would, and not just because it's the first option you gave me, but I think Cirrus would go visit Audrey, Constance, and Gobzu. She wants to kind of hear their story, figure out who, figure out what she can about these people that have taken her in. So yeah, she'll go knock on their door. Yeah, with your newly purchased cookies, you head back up to the floor that you're staying on. As you stand outside Audrey, Gobzu, and Constance's room, you hear some arguing from inside. Ooh. What can I hear from out here? Uh, do another perception check. Love perception checks. Fourteen. From inside you hear a voice go, Ugh, I can't believe you used all to create water. You hear another voice go, Well, I can't believe you made the entire apartment smell like paint. And the bickering continues, so on and so forth. Sears actually gets a little bit anxious hearing the arguing and hesitates for a moment before knocking on the door here i could i could do some sound work for you joey <laughs> the door creaks open and you see gobzu he's in his trademark tracksuit and he says oh hello can i help you with something uh hello um you're gobzu right yeah yeah hi i just stopped by to say hi to you audrey and constance I feel like we got off on a weird... I feel like we had a weird introduction to each other, and I just kind of wanted to get to get to know a little bit about you guys, see what your story was. I know you've been traveling for a while with... Oh, I don't... What are they calling themselves now? Uh, Nicklaus and Hyarkyar? And I figure if we're going to be spending a lot of time together, we should get to know each other. Yeah, do a quick charisma check. That is a nine. Gobsu looks a little bit unsure, but he lets you in. He turns to Constance and Audrey, who are arguing in the living room, and he says, Uh, guys? Uh, I wave at them. I'm like, hi! How are you? Both of them stop arguing and look at you suspiciously. I'm like, I promise I'm okay. I brought some some fresh-baked Soulsmart cookies, and I pull out one of the two boxes. I thought... Constance is like, ugh, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. Yeah, 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 I know food, good food can be hard to come by around here. I I just thought maybe... I just wanted to she say hi. She takes one of the boxes out of your hands. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. I still have one. I want to say hi, I know we sort of had an awkward meeting earlier, we haven't had a lot of time to talk. I figured if we're going to be spending time together, it might be good to get to know each other. And I've noticed you and your crew seem to be a little bit antsy around me. I'm guessing it's because I'm a police officer, so I just want to show you that, you know, I'm cool and I could hang with... <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to get to know you a little bit and get to, and sort of hear what you think about well, both yourselves, but also uh, those two those two guys that, that I'm rooming with. Constance is like... <laughs> I hear ya. Believe me. So I guess, what's your, what's your story? The two of you seem to know each other pretty well. Audrey says... Yeah, you can have a seat. I'll, I'll put I'll put the kettle on or something. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Sarah takes a seat. She's all she's all smiles, all trying to win everybody over. She doesn't like the idea of people not liking her, and so <laughs> she's trying to gain some favor. And you know, everybody seems so tight here. Kira, Nikolaus, Constance, Audrey, and Gobzu, and you know, she feels like such an outsider. She wants to she wants to fit in with everybody. Yep. Constance finishes eating her first cookie, and she says, Ugh, well, I'm Constance, and this is Audrey. This is my sister. She sucks. 
You know, she's your only sister. Uh, Audrey gives her a nasty look from across the room. You know, it's so lucky you guys have each other. I never had a, I never had a sibling. It was just me and my parents. But I would always, I always imagined, dreamed about having a, a sister or a brother. I think the two of you are really lucky to, to have each other and have each other's backs. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have been through a lot. It sounds like Nicklaus and Hirkir weren't entirely truthful, but maybe they had good reasons for being. I know the police can sometimes make people a little bit nervous, but I promise I have no beef with any of you. <laughs> you know, I'm just as confused about what's happening as the rest of you. I heard something about them falling from the sky and into a to a warehouse. That must have been a shock. Audrey says... Uh, yeah, they, they fell into this warehouse that I happened to be looking around in. And you took them in and fixed them up? Yeah, it seemed like the right thing to do. Kindness like that is in such short supply nowadays, so that's really great. What do you think about those two? I can't get a good read on them. They seem a little bit nervous around me, and I feel like I am having trouble getting them to open up. They're not particularly fond of the police. Is there any particular reason? I know it's not an entirely uncommon sentiment, but they seem like really uncomfortable around me. With the nine that you old on charisma, she says, Yeah, well, sometimes the police can be sort of mean. <sighs> and she sort of leaves it at that. I've tried to fight against that perception, but I have seen things that make me question what we do. But I'm sorry if anything any of my fellow officers have done, um, but we don't need to talk about that. Constance has finished the first box of cookies, and she's eyeing the second one. I, like, bring it closer to me. <laughs> she says, Ugh. Well, why did you want to become a police officer? I became a police officer because I thought it would be the best way that I could uh, help out. My dad, everybody in the community I came from, we all believe in doing what we can to make the world a better place. And serving with the FRPD seemed like the right decision at the time. Yeah, it's funny, nobody's ever asked me that before, and I've never, I haven't really thought about it in such a long time. But Constance is only half listening. She sits real close to you and she says, uh, are you, are you going to eat those? Uh, I was actually saving them for, for the dinner party tonight. I'm sure it'll be fine. You'll, you'll figure something out. But I already did figure something out. <laughs> Do a dexterity check. Oh yeah, she getting them cookies. That is seven. Constance rolled a nine. Wow. <laughs> what a pathetic contest of, uh, yeah. of skill. <laughs> yeah, at first she like reaches over and you slap her hand away a couple of times, but she manages to... Gobzu like, trips over something in the back and then you get distracted for a hot second. And then Constance snatches the cookies away and she starts shoving them in her mouth. You know, Audrey comes over and also starts taking cookies and she's like, Constance, you've been gaining weight recently. Constance is just like, Gobsu grabs a cookie too. You know, they seem to be making you happy, and really, that's, in a sense, that's why I bought them, to make people happy. And, you know, too many sweets would spoil dinner anyway. I'll just have to get creative. But you seem like nice folks. I don't see why the police would bother you so much. But if there's any, if you have had issues, I can look into them. Constance is like, No, we're good. Okay, well, this has been great. Uh, yeah, thank you for the cookies. It's been a wonderful time. Likewise, I've had a great time. I've loved every second of it. I'm gonna go now. You enjoy those cookies. I'll figure something else out for dinner. It's fine. Uh, okay, bye. Okay, bye. I, like, leave very quickly. <laughs> As you leave, Gobzu 
who shows you out is like, Um, yeah, sorry. They were really ang- hangry today. I've been there. I understand. I wish my cookies hadn't been the casualty of that, but I'll figure something out. They seem very nice, and they seem like good people, so I can't blame them that much. It was nice meeting you, too. They're really nice. Hukir and Niklaus are really nice, too. I'm sure they are. I just wish that they would tell me a little bit more about themselves and what happened to them. Well, I, I think they're not very fond of police officers, so maybe if you do not police officery things, they might like you more. Interesting. Okay. I will I will try to find a non-police officery thing to do to gain their trust. Thank you, Gobzu. You're wise beyond your years. And I pat him on the shoulder before leaving. Well, goodbye. I start making a list of non-police officery things I could do. Yeah. The list is like, let crime go unpunished. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be bad. You know, Cirrus has been pretty productive today. She's made, she's won over three friends completely. She bought and then lost two boxes of cookies. <laughs> She'll go visit Tiger and, Al- and Alice there. Yeah. You, <laughs> you complete your round trip back to the apartments and then head back out again. She's just hitting everything up. You arrive outside the office of Aracor, and they're open ready. I knock. Yeah, from inside you hear Tiger go, Yes, come in. Okay. It's Cirrus, by the way. Cirrus, the police officer that everybody hates? Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Cirrus walks in. Tiger is sitting behind his tiny Coca-Cola desk, or more, more correctly, laying down on the floor. And he says, Yeah, what can I do for you today? Hey, Tiger, the rabbit, the talking rabbit that talks. Well, first, I want to thank you for putting me and my new best friends up in lodging. I really appreciate that. Second, I want to ask if my father has been around since we were last here. I know it's only been eight hours. Yeah, it's been like eight hours, ma'am. Yeah, but he could come in at any moment. Yeah, I think we would have gotten you if he did. Okay. And I also wanted to ask if there's anything... I could do to help around here. I'm not used to having so much free time on my hands. I'm usually working, and I'm getting a little antsy. Uh, well, we're, we're working on your, your cases. Love that. But if you really don't have anything you can do, I guess you could stand out in the square and see if anybody needs help. Is that what police officers do? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is basically what we do. Yeah, sure, I could do that. Thank you, Tiger. I don't know what it is exactly you do here, but I appreciate it. And I will see you later. Sure. Did you have any more questions? What exactly do you do at the at Ericor Tiger? Uh, I'm sort of like an assistant. Okay. Does it pay well? Sometimes I'm a private investigator. Sometimes I'm a receptionist. I see. So you sort of wear all hats, don't you? No, I just have one hat. I see that. That's a nice hat. Tiger, uh, you were there when, if I remember correctly from yesterday, you were, you were there when... What were what are their real names? Niklaus and Hirkir awoke in their pods? Do you know anything about that? That is so strange. Yeah, I don't really like to talk about other people's cases, you know. Confidentiality and all that. I feel like you could consider all three of us as one kind of big case, you know? Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. 22. Tiger says, well, yeah, I was there. What do you want to know? everything is this a common practice for people to be put up in pods do you know why they 
don't seem to remember remember what happened to them. Where were they? I guess it sounded like some sort of airship. So we got a tip off about some licit medical experiments being conducted on an invisible floating airship. Don't ask me how I found it. It took a lot of work. I could imagine. Actually, I can't imagine. Invisible floating airship. Yeah, once I got in there, I realized there were some people being held in tubes. It was mostly abandoned. At one point, I must have set off an alarm because Vire came. So I let the guys out of the tubes and basically told them to get out of here. That was really brave of you. It sounds like they've been through so much, I can hardly imagine it. Yeah, which makes your case even more interesting, actually. How so? It's safe to assume that those experiments were what led Hirker and Niklaus to be able to cast magic again. As for you, we don't really know what's going on. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure how I've been able to do these weird things that I've been able to do lately. I heard a voice in my head. I thought it was the the goddess that my family has sort of believed in for generations. I still believe that. And I've been able to do weird things that I can't explain. Everybody says it's magic. I guess they know better than I do, seeing as they've been practicing magic for a bit longer. I'm, I'm very new to this. I don't really understand it. Well, we'll figure it out. I do have one other question before I go. What? So, this is hard for me to say, but because I've been afraid of the answer, but does Valdivian have anything to do with my superiors at the precinct denying my request to investigate what happened to, the, to my father? Probably. Disappointing. Anything the corporation site usually goes, so I wouldn't be surprised. How unjust. Uh, and she turns around and leaves with sadness. Okay, have a good day. You too, Tiger. I'm gonna mull some things around. You're gonna what? I'm gonna I'm gonna brood and think. <laughs> she takes Tiger's advice and goes out into the square and ponders if what she's doing as a police officer is right, if she can really trust her, you know, her fellow officers, that sort of thing. Yeah, you find a nice bench. She has a good think for a while. She also looks around to see who's who else is in the square. Yeah, do a perception check. Okay, that's an 18. Yeah, as you take a look around the square, you see someone who strikes you as being sort of suspicious looking. You see a tall, lean elf with a gnarly scar over his nose and a tattoo of a tree that starts on his right hand and leads all the way up to his neck. You can see a little bit of it poking out up there. He's wearing a dark suit with the top buttons of his shirt unbuttoned and it looks like he's chatting with a group of housewives i attempt to get like a little bit closer without drawing attention to myself and without or seeming like i am listening in on them while trying to listen in on them <laughs> the elf says goodbye to the to the housewives and heads down into an abandoned alleyway do a sneak check i miss being a rogue it's so much easier <laughs> disadvantage on sneak checks so this is that nine yeah what do you do she will attempt to tail this individual keeping her distance just to see sort of see what he gets up to yeah you continue to follow this suspicious individual down the alleyway he definitely has a very gangster swagger you know the kind yeah all right Sirius definitely thinks she's being very sneaky. 
<laughs> the elf heads down the alleyway, and near the point where it turns, he spends a couple of minutes waiting. You know, I keep my distance. I don't close in while he's doing that, but I keep my eye on him. You very dramatically hide behind a dumpster. Mm, it's so dramatic. I peek around. A couple of minutes later, he pulls out a piece of Magitek, and he casts it. He does sort of like a cigarette squat, and it sounds like he's talking to himself for a second. Can I make out what he's saying, or is it like an incantation? Alright, let's do another perception check. Perceive! Probably not, that's a seven. You're pretty sure you hear at least the phrase, You got the goods? (laughs) Sirius is like, oh my goddess, it's a real case. It's a real case of probably drugs or something like that. Oh, I'm gonna get a big bust. wonder what these goods are. The elf stands up and heads further down the alleyway. Sirius is very obliviously... She will follow. Yeah. As you round the corner, you pass an orange tabby cat. And it goes, meow. I meow right back at it. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. At this point, the elf is pretty far down the alleyway, and he rounds the corner. I increase my, my walking speed. Yep. You continue to follow the elf, and he takes a very roundabout route eventually heading down another alleyway near some sewers. Hmm. What is he doing now? He makes a turn and he's out of view. I attempt to find him. You head down the same alleyway that the elf went, and as you reach the culvert, basically where the the sewer water runs, you see no sign of him. Oh, heck. Suddenly, though, from behind you, you hear a voice go, You ready to sleep with the fishes? (gasps) <gasps> I quickly whip around. It's the elf! Uh, excuse me, sir? I said, you ready to sleep with the fishes? Not today, um, but, you know, anyone else would interpret this as a threat, and I don't understand why you're acting so threatening towards me, a random pedestrian. Well, you've been following me. What? <laughs> he points over to a corner near the culvert, and there's a hammock and a fishing pole set up. Is this your home? No, this is one of my fishing stops. My offer still stands. And I'm pretty sure it's an offer you can't refuse. (gasps) I... Does he have, like, any... Is he pointing anything at me? Does he have any weapon, or is he just unarmed talking with me? His hands are just in his pockets, but the way he talks naturally is very aggressive. I'm going to have to decline. From behind him, he pulls out another fishing pole and he shoves it into your hands. Trust me, this is where the good stuff is. Well, I do I do need to figure out what this good stuff is. Are you asking me to go fishing? I'm very confused. You ready? I, uh, uh, no. Yes? <laughs> the elf heads over to his fishing pole, and he picks it up, and as he's about to cast it into the sewer water, he looks at you and says, Ready? I'm like, you bet your bottom dollar I am. Now that, now that we're, I think we're competing... <laughs> Aim! Oh, I aim. Fire! And he casts his fishing pole into the sewer. Okay, I fish. I'm like, yeah, this isn't police officery. The two of you sit in silence for a couple of minutes, and you feel a slight tugging on your fishing pole. She's like, what do I do? I've never gone fishing before. He says, yeah, give him the old cantaloon shoelace. I do that, and I'm... (laughs) Joey, am I able to, like, parse this? This gangster phrasing? I feel like... I feel like my time in the forest would have... 
would have introduced me to. <laughs> yeah, do a wisdom check. It's a nine. Yeah, with if it were Nick Klaus or Hugh here, they probably wouldn't get it. But since you've been on the police force for a while, you know that the term is referring to garroting the shit out of an enemy, which translated into fishing terms means pull very, very hard and reel that motherfucker in. I perform both of these actions. Yeah, there's like there's like subtitles as he says this. <laughs> uh, yeah, the camera zooms in very closely on my eyes as I look very focused and Cirrus proceeds to reel that motherfucker. The elf also hooks a fish. Meanwhile, Cirrus, how about you do a strength check? Just straight up strength? Yep. 11. Yeah, reel your fishing pole, and eventually you pull out a pretty sizable quipper. Nice. Which is the flesh-eating fish. Ooh. Do I know if they're good eaten? The quippers are pretty lean fish. They're not a delicacy or anything, but they do go pretty well in stews. Cirrus is like... Oh my god, I got one! I got one! Oh my god! The elf also reels one in. As he looks over, he says, Alright, now you gotta whack it. Wh- whack it? Yeah, kill that thing or it's gonna bite you. But I don't want to. He pulls out a stick and he just whacks his fish. You want me to whack that for you, or...? Uh, I would prefer you whack it for me. I don't want to whack it. Alright, I'll, I'll, I'll whack it for you. Yeah, whack it. Whack it for me. With a big whack, he kills the fish. Oh, that poor fish. I'm sorry, fish. You died so that I may eat. This is the good stuff. Yeah, I have something I have something I could bring to dinner tonight. Looks like I didn't lose out on, on my uh, my dinner gift after all. Go me, this must be fate. Or <laughs> the goddess is real. Yeah, Momo knows where the good stuff is. Referring to the cat from earlier. Oh. Yeah, I connect that dot. And I'm just like, yeah! <laughs> Sir, this was some of the most fun I've had in a long time. Good. Yeah, it was good to meet you. Uh, will I be seeing you around? Yeah, the name is Vince. Wait, Annette's husband, Vince? Yeah, that's my wifey. Oh, so I guess I'll be seeing you real soon then. I, uh, me and my my new best friends were invited to dinner tonight, so I'm real real excited, and, and now I have something to bring. Oh, you're the one coming over for dinner. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I've never been invited over to somebody's place for dinner before. I was out here catching fish for dinner. Maybe take a nice nap with the fishes. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry, when you said that before, I thought you were going to kill me. <laughs> uh. Why would I kill you? Uh. You're coming over for dinner later. And he leers at you unintentionally. You know, I'm just joking, right? And, you know, this has been really great, and I cannot wait to see you tonight. But I gotta go. I gotta... Do you mind, since you're going back to your place anyway, keeping this fish on ice, and I'll see you later? Okay, bye! Wait, you should take the fish. Okay! I take the fish. When you come over, it'll make Annette happy. Okay, I take the fish, and... He also gives you his fish. Oh, sir, you're so th- you're such a thoughtful husband. Okay, yeah, I'll keep these... I'll put them in the mini fridge in the in the that we we, we have. Okay, bye. I'm adding two fish to my inventory. <laughs> yeah, and you head out. What a productive day it's been. Well, if it's almost dinner time, then I will go and try to find Nicklaus and Hirkir. Yeah, Sirius, so you head back towards the apartment level and back to the room that you're staying in.
Niklaus, you sneeze. Sure. And you wake yourself up, as well as Hirkir, who's sleeping nearby. Who sneezed on me? <laughs> Sorry, it was like some dust or pollen or something. Mm. Was it the fungus? No. Go back to sleep. What time is it like? What time the is it? middle of the night or? The two of you take a look around, and it's probably closer to noon at this point. Cirrus is nowhere to be seen, and there's a weird thin layer of dust that wasn't there when you guys went to bed. Hercure examines the dust. Am I covered in dust? Yeah, Niklaus, you're covered in dust. Hercure, go ahead and roll a perception check. 18. The entire room is covered in a thin layer of dust, and judging from where it's a little bit thicker, you see a vent. Hmm. Hercure goes over. How high up is the roof? Say 10 feet. Does he need like a chair? Is there a chair? Yeah, he might need like a little like stool. There's not a whole lot of furniture because you got to pay That's for it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. He'll grab the stool and examine the vent more closely. He's not He's not like talking to Nicholas or anything. He's just like grabbing a stool and wandering over. <laughs> yeah, you head over and you peek inside the vent. And it appears to run throughout the length of the building. You don't see anything else in particular, though. If there was anything making the dust, it's it's long gone. Is there lots of dust going, like, one direction down the vent? Or is it just dusty in the vent, too? It's just generally dusty. Meanwhile, Nicholas, as you sit up, go ahead and also do a perception check. It's going to be nine. You notice that some of your stuff has been very, very slightly disturbed. Nicholas is now laser-focused. He woke up very quickly. He starts checking his things, looking for anything missing. Nothing is missing, actually. It just looks like someone maybe slightly moved something, and that was about it. Jerks. And there's no sign of Cirrus? Nope. There's no uh, tracks in the dust from footsteps? There are actually no tracks in the dust. Nikos starts tidying with a series of prestidigitations, starting with, like, his self and his clothes and his things. <laughs> Can you prestidigitate dust away? I can instantaneously clean or soil an object to no larger than one foot per cast. So dust is not clean. Does that mean you're destroying mass? <laughs> yes. I can also soil an object so I can create <laughs> things from nothing. Just dirt and grime. It just goes into the big energy bank of the universe yeah, to come out and like a The extraplanar realm of dust. It just gets sent there <laughs> back home. Who, who knew prestidigitation is the one that's like the laws of physics breaking? So power. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Not any of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> but then I go looking for um, Hercure. I'm like, Hercure. He's like standing on a uh, stool peering into the vents. What, what's going on? Why are you looking into this vent? That's where the dust, all the dust appeared to come from. But I don't, I don't see anything. It's just really dusty up here. It's weird. Should we block the vent so that we don't get dust in our room anymore? I mean, maybe. Yeah, that's one thing we can do. I don't know what the best way to... Uh... It's not like we need this vent to... Is this, is, this, is this a cooling vent? Is it cool air coming through? Yeah, there's some cool air. There's uh... some cool dust being blown into my face, yes. Yeah. <laughs> do, a, do a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. Here, here. Oh, hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> Ten. You do a gentle sneeze. Two. Hercure uh, gets down. Whew, dusty. We should complain to the landlord. 
Yes. What floor was she on? Second floor? I think so. We're on the third, right? Mm, yes, I think so. For what it's worth. <laughs> Should we check on the um, the girls in Gobsu? Because Cirrus isn't here. Maybe she's with them? Could be. Worth a shot. All right. Niklaus takes care of his morning wake-up routine. <laughs> but he prostitutes himself and then is ready to go. He's done. Gotta get those pores cleaned out. <laughs> Herc here brushes some of the dust off. He's ready to go. Yeah. So we take to the hallway and knock on the door to our friends. Our room is so small. Please let us in. The two of you step out into the hallway. Constance, Audrey's, and Gobzu's apartment is adjacent to yours. We walk on over and knock on the door. A couple of seconds later, Gobzu opens the door and he says, Oh, hey guys. Hello, hey, Gobzu. Gobzu. Did you guys want to come in? Sure. <laughs> well, we, if you're asking. We didn't get to see the room last time. Oh, yeah. He leads the two of you in, and their room is surprisingly a lot nicer than yours. Is there sheets, like, put up dividing between uh, Audrey and uh, Constance spaces? <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a huge, like, hastily built pillow divider. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. There is actually furniture here. We didn't get f- furniture. <laughs> Gobsu leads you over to a couch. Barbarians from next door, you may sit here. What are you guys up to? Have you seen Cirrus? She's not around. Oh yeah, she came here earlier today. Did she say what her plans were for the day? Not really. I think she just wanted to talk. She brought some cookies over. Cookies? What? We didn't get any cookies. Where did she get cookies from? Maybe the uh, Souls Mart downstairs. Souls uh, Mart. Soul maybe. Mart. Maybe. You wouldn't happen to have any of those left, would you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Constance ate them all. Speaking of Constance, where's she and Audrey? Both of them went out. Mm. What were you doing? Nothing really, just sort of watching the neighborhood. Learn anything interesting? Nothing in particular. Seems like a nice place, though. Well, as long as we can keep the gnolls out. Maybe we could make the goblin hideout this nice. Oh, yeah. How's the painting going? It's good. He pulls one out and shows it to you. How, how does it look, Joey? You take a look at it, and it's a painting of the brief second that, that Gobzu was able to see Olivia. She's sort of half-turned um... away from... The point of view and is surrounded by a bright glowing light that's a good lightness i think he really captured the moment there you think so yeah i think she would be pleased with this do you guys want to hold on to it maybe she'll show up again sometime we could put it up in our room we don't have anything like this nice furniture you guys have <laughs> i know just the water spot to hide under it <laughs> he hands it to you thanks gobsu wow thanks well, I guess we go see if we can find Cirrus, so we can yeah. make our plan for the, what we're going to be doing. She could be anywhere, though. Yeah, so out of game, you can pretty much do whatever you want. You can get, do it separately or together. The only thing that sort of weighs a little bit on your mind is what you're going to bring to dinner later today. Oh, I did not forget about dinner. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, we can go put this up in our room. Thank you, Gabsu. Yeah, no problem. Nikos, like starts heading towards the room again to find a spot to hanging up on the wall well what are your plans for today hercule i want to talk to the Aracor folks a little bit and i think it might be worth doing a reconnaissance of the of the area just get a get a feel for it now that we know there's a gang of gnolls around here seeking this property for someone it's not a bad idea i don't really have anything planned for the day other than we have the dinner tonight with uh, annette and her husband oh right vince i think is his name i don't remember I think we're supposed to be there at six. Sharp six. So we have a few hours to 
to kill Maybe some stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can go see if Alistair is there. I was curious what he was talking about with Cirrus in private. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a chance to ask her when she comes back for dinner. Indeed. She chooses to tell us. We'll just tell her that it's it's uh, common to share, you know, <laughs> with new friends, deep secrets. Please tell all, <laughs> us, all your secrets to us. To prevent misunderstandings later in the game, please tell us all your secrets right now. It's better just to get out of the way. <laughs> As the two of you are sitting there, Gobzu does say, Oh yeah, she did come by sort of asking about you guys. Oh. You didn't tell her all of our secrets, did you? <laughs> uh, no, she rolled too low on her charisma check. <laughs> uh, she seems pretty charismatic, so that's a lucky break for us. <laughs> but he actually says, Uh, no, it seems like Constance and Audrey aren't very fond of police officers, so I don't think they really wanted to talk about anything. Who can blame them? Fair, fair. I mean, I don't think Audrey's currently wanted for anything, but is Constance still wanted for the forgery business? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Seems likely. And now, possibly, uh, fleeing arrest. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm ready to go see if Aircore is available. Alright, sounds good. You gonna stick around here, Gobzu? Yeah. Alright. I think I'll clean up a little bit. Oh, we're having a dinner at Annette's. She didn't say... If everyone was invited, I feel like everyone was invited. I feel like everyone was invited. Yes. Also, watch your watch your vents, Gobzu. We had a ton of dust coming out of ours this morning. At that mention, the whole house. Nikos looks around to see if there's dust in Gobzu's apartment. There is no dust. Nikos is put out even more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll head down to the Adacor office. The two of you leave Audrey, Constance, and Gobzu's apartment and head down the stairs. As you reach the ground level, you pass by Constance who is standing next to a pretty young halfling kid who is apparently selling Wolf News illusions. Like DVDs type things? Or like news stories? You've encountered these before in the district admin building as you guys are taking a look around all the different offices. You see the kid is selling a couple of illusion magitech that contain various bits of news. Uh, or agitprop as the case may be. Constance sees you guys approach and she says, Ugh, hey guys. <sighs> hey Constance. Hello, anything in the news? Well, I don't know yet, I'm about to buy it. Coo, 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 coo. You guys want to watch it with me? Yeah. Sure, why not? Ugh, freeloaders. She pays the appropriate amount of gold for the Wolf News Illusion Magitech, and she plugs in the Magitite. And a brief illusion starts playing. The big news item of the day is that there's been a mysterious explosion in Kiliad. Kiliad, that's... different. Yeah, it's a different zone. And the headline says, At least three killed in mysterious explosion in Kiliad. Where did it take place other than in Kiliad? Is it like at a uh, facility of some sort in a home? The story continues that there was a mysterious explosion at the house of a JYMO scientist. Mm -hmm. And that there is a suspicious woman on the loose, and there's like a very fuzzy freeze frame of a very familiar looking half-elf woman. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hercule looks at Niklaus, like, kind of wide-eyed. I recognize her. Yeah. Any demons reported after the uh, explosion? <laughs> no, the story doesn't go into a whole lot of detail, and you wonder whether it's a lack of information or they just don't want to report. The illusion continues and there's an advertisement for what appears to be a pop star. And you actually recognize her from 
one of the paintings in Constance's apartment the first time you were there. In the illusion, you see a pale, very beautiful female human singer with dark black hair. As the advertisement plays, Constance actually subconsciously hums along. You know this artist, Constance? Ugh, she's real big right now. What's her name? Her name is Misu. Can you spell that? M-I-S-O-O-K. Yeah, she's one of the hottest pop stars out right now. Ugh, I can't believe you haven't heard of her. She's so great. Been kind of out of the loop with the music scene recently. <laughs> yeah, not my not my style anyway. How, how catchy is the tune, Joey? Roll a charisma saving throw. <laughs> so 7 plus 7, so 14. After listening to the song for a couple of seconds, you find the song pretty catchy, and it's now stuck in your head. Oh no! I guess here, here you should also go ahead and roll the, uh, the charisma saving throw. Oh no. 17. For you, Hukiri, it sounds pretty nice, but you're sort of just like, eh. <laughs> I can see the appeal. It's pretty catchy. The illusion continues with one last bit, and it's a short interview with JYMO CEO Marion Woods, who both of you know is particularly prominent because she's the only human CEO of the big five companies. <clears throat> it was pretty big news when she came into power because it was mostly mysterious. Definitely not a dragon in disguise. Definitely not. Definitely not. Dragons Definitely have not. never been shapeshifters. Never. They've never had. Why that would power. they? They're already the perfect form. Why would they ever change? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the one of the things is that both of you guys know the dragon CEO JYMO stepped down so that Woods could come into power. How that deal was made or the particulars of it, no one particularly knows, and it mostly caught everybody by surprise. The interview is mainly a lot of hogwash about corporate responsibility, and after about 15 seconds it gets incredibly boring. Kirk, you're sort of humming the, the pop song and looking around while the interview goes on. Yeah, and the magic from the illusion magitech <clears throat> dissipates. Once it finishes, Constance turns to you guys and she says, Ugh, that song's gonna be stuck in my head all day now. Mm-hmm. So what have you guys got going on today? I want to let you know that there's a dinner planned at Annette's at 6 sharp. Uh, you and Audrey and Gopsu are invited. Huh. Uh, does this mean we have to bring something? I believe Yes, yes. If you so. can bring something for everybody for, as a group, we'll bring something. If you want to help, you know, coordinate with Audrey on what you think is best. Uh, all right. Do you know what they were planning on making? They said they were making a stew. All right. But uh, other than that, I think we were stopping at Ericor, right? Yep. What were your plans? I was just going to scope out the neighborhood. Uh, you know, make sure there's not more nosy police officers. Oh yeah, totally. But don't let me keep you. Thanks for uh, showing us the news. Yep. Alright, see you at six. Alright, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Miklaus is now humming the, the tune <laughs> as they walk. <laughs> uh, head over to the uh, Aircore office. Yep. Is it sort of office where you can just walk right in or do we need to knock? The two of you arrive outside the office of Aricor. Nikos tries to open the door. Yeah, it just opens. Poison darts fly, fly out. Oh no. Hukir, you enter the office and you see Tiger sitting behind his tiny rabbit-sized Coco Bolo desk. As you enter, he says, Oh, hey guys. Hey, Tiger. Is uh your boss in? Yeah, he's here. I just wondered if I could have a minute to talk to him. Yeah, we, we have an open-door policy here. You can talk to him. Oh, okay. Do you need to... uh? The door is very obviously shut. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's why I'm not. 
<laughs> Tiger walks over, jumps up, and grabs the handle, and the door swings open. He just hangs on it. Yeah, he it's, hangs it's, on it's it for locked. a couple seconds. It can't as... open, so he's just hanging on it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hangs on it for a couple seconds and, like, pushes off to, to open up, to, to push open the door a little bit. Someday I want to see Tiger's character sheet. <laughs> Dexterity 20. <laughs> yep, for sure. Yeah, just go, go on in, guys. All right, thanks. Thanks, Tiger. Eric here. Ambles in. Yeah, the class follows. Yeah. As you head inside, you see Alistair buried behind mountains of paperwork. Man, magic is a technology, but there's still paperwork. <laughs> As the two of you enter, he says without looking up, Hello. Hi, Alistair. Uh, I wondered if I might have a few minutes of your time. Uh, yes, here, here, Nick Klaus. Have a seat. I take a seat. Yep. What can I help you with today? I just had some questions if you knew anything about the... About Aracor and Eastoveria. Uh, I had some, some dealings with them. I helped them out with some things. So I wondered if you knew anything about them. Yes, I do believe we have a source over there. Okay. Was there anybody in particular you were asking about? Uh, well, my mentor, Ilvesiar, was was linked to Aracor, loosely speaking. But more importantly, I was recruited into uh, a protest... And uh, that sort of launched the uh, events that led to me being in a tube and being found by Tiger. So I wondered if, if you knew anything about that. Alistair says, ah, yes. He actually does look up at the mention of Elvesiar's name. Yes, if I do recall, Elvesiar does have a habit of running into the authority, shall we say. Ah, well, I'm, I assume that's what happened. I don't have a lot of memories beyond being at the protest and then being decanted. He he looks a little bit confused for a second. It's also certainly possible that the protest had very little to do with Aracor and was I was being told it was Aracor as a cover type thing. He looks a little bit confused and he says, "When was this protest?" I don't I don't really know. The the testing thing really messed up my head. It's all very fuzzy. I haven't heard of any protests for at least five months. Hercules, like, eyes widen. Five months? Have you checked a calendar since you got out? No. I've sort of been preoccupied with staying alive. He pushes some papers out of the way and he pulls out a calendar. And he shows it to you guys. And the date is actually five months from the last that you remember. Wow. Wow. That's five months since the last date. Wow. What about what about you, Nicholas? Is that is that sound right to you? Five months. I feel. I mean, it's all so hazy. But I remember the day I met with some friends, and then no, it couldn't have been that long ago. How long were we in those pods? It sounds like. Well, I don't know if we were in the pods the whole time, but we were under whatever experimentation for like four months. Is that right? Can that be right? Alistair takes notes. <laughs> With no particular emotion on his face. I mean, I guess better five months than five years, right? Yeah, I guess so. There's a bit of a silence, and Alistair looks up, and he says, But Ovesiar, yes, we've helped him out on a couple of occasions. You see, Aircor is more of a loose-knit network rather than any centralized organization, which every now and then does allow us to achieve our objectives without the purview of the law. Okay. Did you have any specific questions? I I wish I did. I I just don't have enough memories of that time. 
Do you think uh, OVSR will know what happened to you? Because was, was he there with you at the protest? I, I don't remember. He might have been. There was a lot of us there. Felt like a lot of us. And then the, the authorities were shutting us down, as usual. And, and I don't remember anything after that. Obviously, someone other than just the cops was involved, since I was apparently singled out and put in a tube. I actually have a question for you. Uh-oh. Here, Kieran Nicklaus. It seems to me from the results of this experiment that you've obtained power. Yes. And with that power, I suppose you could do anything. It's, it's not unlimited power. Certainly enough power to do things that others can't. Yes. Sure. Well, we've already come across some of the limits of the power that we were given. Although it does seem to expand when we gain things called experience. <laughs> so what what is it that drives you to desire more knowledge about what happened? I'd like to know what was done and why, and possibly make them pay for it. This was done to us without our knowledge and without our consent. And certainly, I suppose there's a, a great chance that others were experimented on as well, likely from the streets as I was, or from among the workers who did something management didn't like, or elsewhere. They deserve justice too. I see. Ah, yes. Well, I do believe Elvesiar is still in East Overia. Okay. Would you like me to send a note? Yeah, that would be great. Hmm. He looks at Nikos. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's better if I still remain underground for now. I mean, you can send a note and not sign it with your name. Maybe reference something that would be familiar to the both of you. Okay. Yeah, that's an idea. Okay. Yeah, let's send him a note. Alistair pulls out a notebook and a pen, and he hands it to you. Here, here. Okay. Just out of character for a sec. Even though Druid is, uh, Ilvesir isn't like Druid in the true D&D sense, would it make sense that I would have learned the Druidic language from him? Yeah, we can say that he knows Druidic. Okay. Herkir writes a note referencing uh, the first mushroom by its like scientific name or whatever in Druidic as a, a sign- signifier to Ilvesir. Mm-hmm. With the knowledge that he will understand what it means. Or presumption, maybe. <laughs> What do you do with the paper? Uh, he folds it up and gives it back to Alistair and says, You can get this to him? Yes. He takes the paper without looking at it and puts it into an envelope. And he seals it in front of you. Alright, thanks. Is there anything more I can do for you gentlemen today? I don't think so. Thanks for, for listening. Yes, thank you for coming. Is it just the two of you here in this office? Yes. Ah, well, thank you for your time. He goes back to his paperwork. Hercule gets up and walks out. Nicholas says uh, goodbye to Tiger on the way out. Tiger's like, later, guys. Bye, Tiger. Well, did you want to take a look at the neighborhood? You said you wanted to scope it out. Yeah, I think I think we should get a better feel for the territory. So we do a walkabout. We're going to do a walkabout. So where do you guys go exactly? I mean, just sort of a few blocks in every direction to try and see what we can see. All right. Both of you guys do a perception check. 10. 15. Yeah. The two of you do your walk around, and you see that the business plaza, while it's pretty shabby, has a pretty decent number of residents and businesses. You guys see a couple of well-to-do orcish housewives doing their power walking. (laughs) Oh, jeez. And truly, it is very powerful. 
Harrison seems to be in his shop. Harry looks like he's about to fall asleep in the Souls Mart. <laughs> and Niklaus, for a second, as you pass one of these alleyways, you swear that you see a half-elf woman in a police uniform run down the alleyway after talking to a cat. Did you see that? What? The power-walking housewives? Yeah. No, no, no. What's... Down the alley. There was a... There was a... Down the alley. There was a cat? And it looked like... No. Why would... Let's go take a look. Uh, okay. I didn't see anything, though. It might have just been a trick of the light. I just want to take a closer look. Okay. We go investigate. Yeah. The two of you head over, and you see an orange tabby cat just hanging out in the alleyway. It's a cat. As you approach, it says, Meow. Meow. Oh, do you speak cat? No. Oh. I didn't know if you were serious with your plant powers. Thought maybe you'd stand at the animals. I don't think so. Oh, hello, little guy. Because, like, bends down. The cat rubs up on your leg, and it's like, meow. I give it scratchies behind the ear. Go ahead and do an animal handling check. Oh my god, we never do this. A natural 20. Nice. Nice. The cat flops over. Oh, I start rubbing the belly. It seems to tolerate it. <laughs> what are you doing here all by yourself in this alley? Do you live here? I'm just scratching the cat's belly and playing with it. Meow. Well, you get hungry, come find me. Meow. Right, well, I don't see anything besides a cat. Maybe I was just seeing things. I thought I for sure saw a woman over here. Hercule looks around carefully. Nope, I don't I don't see anything. Mm, mysterious. Alright, bye-bye. Meow. Nikos goes to leave the alley. Did we ever go meet Ramiro, the gnome who did the business card store? You guys had an introduction from Annette, but that was about it. Okay. I don't really have a need for business cards, so... Nope. And I think I wanted to get beyond the plaza to see the yeah so we start doing um the outside seeing if there's any knolls casing the joint <laughs> or mysterious suvs yes yeah the two of you expand your patrol radius and both of you guys roll another perception check use that same dice to give me that natural 20 13 6 i rolled a natural one Oof. <laughs> the two of you don't notice anything out of place it seems like if they were watching you, they're either not here all the time, or they're so well hidden that you didn't notice them. Are there any sort of evidence of, of gang activity, like uh, symbols painted places or anything like that? Since that's probably a thing. Although, mm -hmm. given his perception check, he probably didn't see it or recognize it anyway. <laughs> Go ahead and do a investigate check for this one. Three. You see that there's some graffiti in the alleyways surrounding the plaza. Mm-hmm. But they don't particularly mean anything to you. Niklaus is looking at the surrounding properties to see if they are like similar plazas things. Do they look like they're all owned by the same company? Or do they look like they're independent? Or are they like abandoned? Yeah. How about you also roll an investigate check? Alright. It's a 3 plus 5. 8. The surrounding buildings are these very tall, either business buildings or apartments, and they're pretty intermixed. There is a preponderance of shops, but that's sort of a general thing to Cantaloon, because it's more of a commercial district. But other than that, there's no real way to tell who owns these buildings. Okay. So what do you guys do? Uh, I want to visit a likely-looking retail establishment to talk to uh, the proprietor. The closest one nearby is what appears to be a pharmacy. Okay. There's a pretty sizable sign over the door, and it says, Door Blue. 
door blue? Yeah. <laughs> and the two of you head inside. Throughout the store is a variety of healing Magitech, most of which is expensive and most likely out of your budget. It's been nice to have money. There is a somewhat short human with slicked back hair wearing a lab coat behind the counter. All right. We will, or at least Herc here will, head to the back. Niklaus will browse in the meantime and, like, people watch. All right, Herc what do you do in the back? I'm going to approach the person in the lab coat, assuming they're the proprietor or something. Yeah. Or something of that nature. Kiko, you approach the, quote, pharmacist, unquote. What do you do? I approach and say, hello, I was new to the area and wondered if you could answer a few questions for me. Yeah, what's up? Uh, I'm just wondering if, is there a Knoll gang around here? Do you know anything about that? They've been threatening some people nearby. Well, there's a couple of them, actually. Oh, do tell. There's the plunders, the kings, and the rats. Plunders, the kings, okay. But honestly, I don't know that much about them, because I'm a pharmacist. Do they bother people a lot around here? It depends. Okay. Usually they just try to maintain their own territories. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know where those are? I couldn't tell you exactly. A rough approximation? Do you have a map? Herkir grabs his map out of his inventory and presents it. Yeah. He takes your map and he pulls out a highlighter and roughly marks it on your map. It seems like the plunderers have the largest amount of territory, while the kings and the rats have about equivalent sizes, about half of what the plunderers control. Do I remember if the gnolls who uh, attacked us had any sort of symbols or markings? You do remember that most of them were wearing these black suit jackets. Right. Does one of those gangs wear black suit jackets, typically? The pharmacist says... Yeah, I think that might be the plunders. Checks out. Do you know if they're linked with anyone else? A larger benefactor? Like who? I don't know. Someone's trying to uh, muscle out the owners of uh, one of the business plazas over there. I don't know. Okay. I didn't go to school for this. I understand. I understand. You've been very helpful. Now, can I introduce you in a cure wounds? I don't know. How much do those cost? I was just gonna get like a... A Gatorade or something. I don't know how much money I have. <laughs> hey, I can't believe it's not electrolytes. Yes, that's what it is. I don't know where's your. Hey, Arabic-sounding name that I can't remember. <laughs> Did you want to get something? How much is it? I don't know. You're looking at the stuff. He wants to sell a cure wounds. How much is it? Seventy-five. Seventy-five. Seems like a lot. That's a lot. I'm usually okay just resting, you know. Yeah. Me too. All right. Well, you're lost. Oh, okay. Thanks for your help. Bye. Hercules, like, kind of uh, at a loss. Can <laughs> kind of awkwardly leaves. Nikos is trying to decide if he wants to try to steal something from the store. <laughs> it's like, oh, if only we had a scoundrel type <laughs> person join us. Instead of a straight laced cop, yeah. <laughs> okay. He walks out. Yeah. After staring for way too long at one of the medical magitechs, Nikos, you head out. What did you find out? Well, it sounds like the gang we're talking about is the Plunderers, and they have the largest territory around here. You got all that from the pharmacist? Yep. Jeez. You think it's a front? I have my suspicions, but he doesn't know anything more than that, which I guess makes sense. He's probably keeping his head down, running his business. 
With prices like that, the only way he could make any money is if he was a front for the gangs. Could be. I didn't want to push him on that. Yeah. So the the guys in the black jackets, those were the plunderers? That's what he said. Well, I guess we know who our targets are. Yep. And he shows uh, Nicholas the map where the pharmacist had sort of identified the, the territories. We, we, we do the map thing where you touch the maps together and they like... <laughs> Transfer Transfers. all the information <laughs> to my map. You know what? I'll allow it. Magic. So, oh, okay, yeah. That touch thing, which was advertised for a while, but may have never taken off. It was a map and a tablet. They call it the maplet. The maplet. Yeah. <laughs> the magic maplet from the Maple map- Store. The maplet just sounds like it's a very small map. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? A map for ants? <laughs> That's how you zoom in and out. They just have like an enlarged reduce on it. <laughs> There you go. It's great. Such such magic. Well, I didn't see any signs of them were walking around. No, me neither. But how far away is the plunderer's territory from where we are? The business clause is actually included uh, in the uh, area. Okay, so we're in their domain, as it were. Yep. What's the next closest gang? It's the kings or the rats. And Noah-wise, anyway. We can say they're perfectly equidistant. So we could always, you know, do a enemy, my enemy is my friend situation. True, true. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the idea is is to keep Annette and company free of gang interference. Yeah, we don't have to but bring so, up the plaza, but the, I'm sure the other gangs would be happy to see the plunderers taking down a peck. For sure, unless they know who's backing them, and they're already scared. True. But again, if they did know that and gave us that information, that might be useful too. But I'm not sure we want to go into wandering into a gang stronghold at this point when we have a dinner to go to. That's true, we do have <laughs> But just being on the time crunch just makes it that much more riveting, you know? Well, it's it's the... When we'll the have... gang decides to attack us and we, like, show up beaten yeah. up and bloodied at the dinner. And then we'll have a uh, conversation story. for the table, yeah. <laughs> conversation started. <laughs> Everyone goes around, talks about their day, and... <laughs> I mean, when you put it that way... But um, it's probably uh, something we should have Cirrus around for. Yes. Although I, I can't imagine taking a straight-laced cop like Cirrus into a gangland to get information. I have a plan for that. Okay. We tell her she needs to go undercover. Oh, there you go. We have to build a rock-solid case, and for that requires some level of subterfuge, <laughs> but it's for the greater good. You just gotta talk to her in a way she understands, For the you greater know? good. Yeah, that's not really my strong suit, you, you might have noticed. I always found you very charming. <laughs> in your own way. Is Hukir laughing or just Jeremiah? <laughs> That's Jeremiah laughing. Hukir, I think, uh, doesn't know what to make of that at all. <laughs> Confused look, that exe. Yep. All right. On the way back to the apartments, unless you have uh, something else you wanted to do out and about. I mean, I think once we wrap up sort of the walking around bit, yeah, he does. Hercule doesn't have anything else. I mean, I think he has stuff he wants to do, but not necessarily at this time. Yeah. Talking to the gangs, etc. Niklaus is going to look for a pastry shop oh. in our walkabout. Yeah. Go ahead and do a perception check. Niklaus has a sweet tooth. It was almost 15. It was almost. And then it rolled over five. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, dice. Well, what do I what do I find in my roll of a five? <laughs> you find someone dropped a pastry on the sidewalk. <laughs> Niklas, you and Hirkir circle around the business plaza, and you find a hardtack store. Woo! 
like the preserved food for long travel. Yes. It's like just so much salted meat. So it much literally dried tastes salted meat. Terrible from your previous experiences with it. Maybe it'll act like bouillon <laughs> for the stew. <laughs> we brought I go, something for your it, stew. Yeah, let's see if there's anything that's bouillon-ish. All right. I mean, yeah. We'll say that you happen to find the store across the street from the plaza, and as you enter it, out of the corner of your eye, you see Audrey leave the office of Aircor. Ooh, intrigue. And she sort of hurriedly heads off in a different direction. Do both of us see this? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Meanwhile, the two of you head inside the hardtack store. This tack is really hard. Ow. I greet the, uh, the vendor. Howdy, y'all. Hello. What can I get for y'all today? Oh, see, you sell hardtack, is that right? Yeah, we used to be an old adventure shop. Oh. Been cool. in business since 1822. Wow, that's amazing. Do you have any sweeter hardtack? A dessert hardtack, as it were? We're fruitcake. I don't know if that would be worse or not. Hooker doesn't understand that. He's like, fruitcake? Yeah, we could do that. How much is the fruitcake? It'll be 25 gold. That's a lot. Yeah, it'll last you forever, though. <laughs> Also doubles as a bludgeoning weapon. Yeah, that too. But also for emergencies. Do you have any anything that would go well in a stew? Ah, uh, he actually does legitimately think about this for a minute. Is hard tack and pemmican the same thing? Pemmican, which I have actually had, is like animal fat. I've never heard of this term before. It's um, it's like really fatty, hmm. and it's not. It's kind of soft. It's, it's like it's a preserve. Bad. It's like it's like jerky, yeah, but not yeah. not not as. Right, it's, it's less meat and more, uh... Yeah, I'll see if you got any pemmican in there. Throw that in a stew, I should be fine. Yeah, y'all looking for pemmican? Yeah, if you have it. How much? Yeah, I got it. I got ten gold for that. That's a much better deal than the fruitcake. <laughs> the fruitcake is multi-purpose, though. Hercure nods. He's like, yeah, fruitcake. I mean, if you want to get the fruitcake, Hercure, we can get the fruitcake. How many pounds of pemmican does the ten gold give me? Just one. Alright, I'll take it hand over the 10 gold. Do you have anything else that is uh, left over from the old adventuring days? It's not food? Like any items you used to sell or gear you might have had? Nah, I got my daddy's heirloom, but that's about it. Oh, what was that? It's a big axe. A big axe. You'll have to tell us about it sometime. Yeah. Did you want to get that fruitcake, Hercure? I mean, it seems nicer than pemmican. Okay, we're gonna get the fruitcake. (laughs) Minus 25. It's like every time we go to eat from it, it's like reconstituted itself to like its full size. (laughs) (laughs) You can never get rid of the fruitcake. You throw it away, it's back in your pack the next day. You eat it completely, it shows up again in your pack. Alright, so that'll be one pound of pumpkin and one fruitcake. That's it, I hold over the 35 gold. Alright, I gotcha. I appreciate it. What was your name? Henry. Henry. Henry, Harry, and Harrison. You guys are the best. I write down our items that we got. The fruitcake is equivalent to a light hammer, but plus one. So it has the properties of light and throne. Henry is like, all right, well, I'll see you guys around. See you, Henry. Bye, Henry. As the two of you head out from Henry's shop, you see that it's getting pretty late and that it's probably time to get ready for dinner. I guess we should uh, get ready for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys do? Return to our room to prepare for tonight's repast.
Hey everyone, this is Joey, your mostly adequate dungeon master. Thanks for listening to this episode of Adequately Advanced Magic. We're currently in a bit of a scheduling conundrum for this month, so it's looking like we're going to be doing a set of bonus episodes for the next couple of weeks. Currently we have a three-way tie between the possible scenarios, so it'll be a bit of a surprise for what we end up doing. If you want to help us choose the bonus episode topics, you can do so by supporting us on our Patreon at AA Magic Pod, and more importantly, help me figure out what to do with this tie. We'll catch you guys next week.